my most successful cue that I give any woman for the most part when I'm trying to turn on that pelvic floor and transverse abdominis is imagine that you are sucking a grape up with your vagina. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am Megan Hardy, the founder of Fitness Uncharted, where we talk about mindset and strategies that are going to help you to build muscle, lose body fat, improve your metabolism, and leave you feeling confident and empowered. I am your host, Megan Hardy, and I'm here with my very special guest today. So excited, Jen Vi. She is Jen is a reformer and Matt Pilates instructor with decades of experience as a dancer. She has eight years of experience training and performing on aerial silks which is super cool. Um, she, she's going to have to teach me what she knows there. She has traveled extensively over the last several years, learning from movement experts in Australia, England, Europe, and Canada. She's based in Austin, Texas currently, and will move to London in August for her master's in sports therapy, where she intends on focusing on prehab and rehab for aerialists. Um, and she's continuing her education on women's health in the Pilates space. So Jen, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Hey, Megan. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again after all these I years. Know. I know. I met in college years ago. So also fun fact, Jen and I went to school together. We went to James Madison University together. We danced there together some. Um, and that's actually one of my first questions for you. Um, I'm super excited to get into this topic and conversation personally, selfishly, because I think I'll get a lot of value out of it, but also I know my, my listeners will too, but, um, but I would love for you to share with them. Of course, they didn't know that we went to school together for a period of time, but also just like what your backstory is, like, how did you get into Pilates and aerial silks and dance and all that good stuff? Totally. Favorite things to talk about. Aerial Pilates. Let's go. Um, let's go. (laughs) So I met Megan in Virginia, where I was raised, went to James Madison just for a little bit of time before I decided the sky is calling me. I need to get into aerial silks. Um, So there was this program at the University of Georgia that I auditioned for soon after leaving James Madison, spent two and a half years dancing and training and getting strong in the air there. and continue to follow that passion to Blue Lapis Light in Austin, Texas, where I trained and had the majority of my experience uh, in there with them. I also did their marketing, et cetera, to make all the ends meet. Um, and just honestly, completely fell in love with Aerial Silks in Texas. Austin's a very special city to me. Um, I have spent the majority of my 20s here and would be sad to leave, but um, anyways, bittersweet. Uh, anyhow, just about two years ago, I severely injured my back, herniated my L4, L5 disc from your lumbar mm. spine. And as a result of that, I found Pilates. Um, and for a very long time, Pilates is all that I could do right after I injured myself. Um, and as someone who is a dancer, a mover, a lover of all things movement, I had to keep moving. And I know that Megan understands how important it is to keep moving and oh. to keep, you know, in touch with your body. So my Pilates practice was my way of doing that. Um, and I started teaching a couple of months into my injury, honestly, and didn't ever look back. I have completely fallen in love with helping people 
get out of similar low back pain and helping women postpartum, helping athletes of all shapes and sizes. And it is the most complimentary workout to just about anything that you can do in the movement space, whether you are a very uh, sedentary person or you're very active, it has heaps of benefits. Um, So Pilates and aerial combined have taken me all around the world in my pursuit of learning more and more about um, the body and how to continue on with these very abstract forms of things that I love to do. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me, Pilates, Ariel. Love it. Yes. And I have to share too, that before we started recording, uh, Jen was being nice for the recording, but before said the dance, would you say dance on the ground got too boring? So you needed to go in the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I um, am the type of person that needs the constant stimulation and constantly changing things up. And um, not to say that dancing on the ground isn't <laughs> fabulous. I know so many incredible dancers that have stayed on the ground but I have decided to go in the air and I have found that it is regardless of the injury that has happened as a result of my, uh, as a result of Ariel, it has been something that I think I'm going to do for as long as I possibly can as well. Um, and it's a lot better for your joints too, a lot, a little less impact. Yeah. Okay. Um, so great for building upper body strength. So I might not have Megan's arms, but <laughs> I'm definitely pretty strong myself. <laughs> she's, she's strong guys. Go check her out on Instagram. You'll see, I was like watching your videos. I'm always like, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Super I'm, I'm impressive. I'm sure that you could, but thanks for saying that. <laughs> Well, I would love to like, so for you, you got more, so you got really more into Pilates as you were rehabbing, right? Yeah, like, definitely. You know, from your injury. So I would love if you would share with everyone, even just like Pilates, give them a Pilates 101 of yeah. you know, how you Absolutely. got in. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tell most people is that Pilates is like the art and science of stabilizing, strengthening, and lengthening every muscle, ligament, and joint in your body. So whether you come into the Pilates studio feeling generally stiff, you have low back tension, your neck hurts, your shoulders are tense, your mood is down, whatever, just like scientifically speaking, if you mobilize all of those regions, those joints, those muscles, those those ligaments um, through the reformer work, through mat work, um, through the movement that Pilates facilitates, you will feel more aligned, you will feel your mood will lift. And it's just absolutely fabulous. And I'm obviously so obsessed with it and um, can talk for ages about it. So, so if you would <laughs> share, well, if you would share too, um, explain what the reformer is or why. Oh, of course. Yeah. So the reformer um, is an interesting contraction. It was invented historically in a studio above a New York City ballet center by a man who is named Joseph Pilates. So most people don't even know it was named after a German soldier. It was. Um, He was in the army in Germany and came back to America with his wife and started creating Pilates based on the relationships that he formed with all of these dancers that were below him, his apartment. And so the contraption itself was built with like lots of springs and weird kitchen materials, I believe. And now... You can find a reformer with a sliding carriage that goes in and out with several different spring tensions, whether that be really, really light if you want to focus on your abs or quite large and heavy if you want to focus on larger muscles like your glutes and your quads and your hamstrings and all that. 
Um, there are straps on it that you can hold on to and pull um, for various exercises. And there's a foot bar and um, shoulder pads and a well. So it, a lot of people are a little intimidated by the look of the reformer. They think it looks like this like Chinese water torture or whatever, but it really <laughs> is um, once you get familiar with it and you take a class and you feel comfortable, it becomes a special piece of heaven for just about anybody that steps on it. So it's fabulous. Um, yes. If you want to take other forms of Pilates, just for anybody who might be curious, there are other um, there are other pieces of equipment like the chair. So if you see something on a class schedule that says hit chair, then that's something that looks like a chair that has a pedal and it has something you can sit on and then use your upper body weight to press forward on. Um, and that tends to be, you know, high intensity workout for your legs and your glutes, um, and your core, um, as well as it can be used in a therapeutic setting for, um, older people or people who are pregnant and can't do a whole lot, either in a supine or a prone position, so belly up or belly down. Seated sometimes works better for that population. Um, and then lastly, but not least outside of the mat, which I think everybody knows about, um, the Cadillac is a piece of equipment that um, has a tower and it, it sounds like, you know, it's funny because when I went to Australia, nobody called it Cadillac and I thought it was really funny for saying that. <laughs> anyway, that's just a side note. I was like, well, that sounds fancy. I'm like, I'm yeah. not sure I know what a cat, the Cadillac looks like. The Cadillac. <laughs> um, it's like this very large, like other torturous looking device has large bars, um, big springs. There's a, something called a trapeze bar on it. But there are, um, yeah, it's a complex and relatively intimidating setup. Most of Pilates studios are, and that's because they really are designed to serve um, all populations through either challenging you quite a bit um, with a different load and the different pressure that you can put on your body or by giving you a lot of assistance. So that's where that mm -hmm. elderly and um, pregnant or injured population can come in and like receive ample benefits because we do have so much equipment available for you. Would you recommend for someone who is starting out or I guess, depending on what they're coming in with, like, do people normally start with Matt Pilates and then move into the reformer or do yeah. you, is it, does um, it matter? It, it, it can matter. Um, I never typically give a private to somebody to start on the Cadillac or the chair that tends to be something that as I get to know their bodies, I'll be like, okay, let's go over here and work on this. But um, it's typical to start on the mat. It's also typical to start on the reformer. Just yesterday, I taught two people for the very first time on the reformer. And you just give them a one-on-one -on, -one on like what it is, what's going on, you know, tell me if something doesn't feel right, then most people feel pretty comfortable either way. Um, so nice. yeah. <laughs> and would you, uh, how would you differentiate for anyone listening, like who's thinking about getting into any kind of Pilates practice, like, or would you differentiate, but I imagine you would, how would you differentiate like Pilates versus like yoga? Yeah. I get this question. Like I get it all the time. I bet and you it's do. Funny like, <laughs> the magazine that I write for, I decided to write on this topic because I was like, this is a question I get so often on YouTube, yeah. write to your, your audience about this. But, um, <laughs> Pilates is so much more about um, stabilizing, lengthening, strengthening, like getting you into that groove of mobility and then stability. Um, and I would say that or yoga is more dynamic, uh, mobility informed. It involves a decent amount of flexion and extension, forward folding and back bending of the spine prior to exploring um, 
what needs to happen in the core sometimes. And I think that yoga is fabulous. I also am trained in yoga. I have taught a lot of yoga. I taught yoga in Australia too, but um, I'm biased towards Pilates because I think it's more accessible for people with spinal cord injuries um, and definitely people um, who are pregnant or postpartum and with severe injuries. It's um, It tends to be more rehabilitative focused in that it does go into all of the nerdy anatomy of stabilizing that deep, deep core root um, in a way that is based on breath and science rather than necessarily anything that's like spiritual, et cetera, which again, is great. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that are like uh, somatically informed and all of this and they, they're just amazing teachers. But um, I think the root of Pilates is much more about the rehab and the stability and the strength rather than the extreme amount of mobility that we can get into that spine. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, that's your question. That makes bit. sense. Yeah. It, it answers it for me, hopefully for everyone else too. Yeah. yeah no, that absolutely. makes a lot of sense about the rehab and which actually I would love for you to share more on like, um, the pelvic floor, the way that Pilates can help like pelvic floor work for yeah. men and women, apparently. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you are getting so much value out of it. If you are enjoying it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you get notified when future episodes are released. And that'll also help others hear the show who really need to hear it. So men and women, we both have pelvic floors. Obviously the actual genitalia are different. I don't have to tell you that, but um, Pilates, <laughs> Pilates is um, completely based in the, like the science of breath is what we teach to as instructors that are especially rehabilitatively informed and like go through school and certifications that are all about the rehab and all about understanding that breath work. So when I have a client come in for the first time, I really like to explain to them, no matter who they are, what it is that's happening when they're breathing and how that does relate to your pelvic floor um, and how Pilates digs into the inner core unit of your deep, deep core, right? So our inner core unit scientifically um, comprised of your transverse abdominates. It's like your super suit. It comes from your xiphoid process right along that sternum area, all the way down to your pubic symphysis, which is like the bony structure at the very bottom of your pubic bone. Um, and then it wraps around your back and it connects to your low back and your mid back and like all the way through that rib cage area. So that is your abs, your deep abs. And then we've got our multivitae, which are the tiniest little spinal stabilizers on our backs, on our spinal cord, um, and our pelvic floor. So there's lots going on within that girdle of muscle there too. So when we inhale, we have that diaphragm expand and the pelvic floor should in a healthy body relax. And then when we exhale, the pelvic floor ideally is supposed to lift and contract as the transverse abdominus turns on. So that simultaneous con uh, contraction of transverse abdominus in Pilates world, we call that TA contraction um, or TAV contraction and uh, pelvic floor turn on at the same time and that lift happens. And that's how we kind of assess, um, is that person able to integrate all of these movements with the strength of their deep inner core unit or are they using their global muscles instead? Um, and to give you an example, in case that sounds a little crazy mm. to you and to anybody else who's listening to this, um, there's something that I look for when I'm teaching uh, called bulging or doming. And that is when 
somebody is doing, especially a core exercise, um, anything that's like very, very we're focused on your core, we're focused on getting uh, that to work for us. Um, so when your rectus abdominis, which is like your six pack abs, when those start to like bulge too much when you're exerting yourself and doing an exercise, that tells me as a Pilates instructor that you are not engaging your transverse abdominis and your pelvic floor enough to where we can soften the superficial upper layer of muscular tissue. So especially with my pregnant women who come in, I had one come in yesterday who was like figuring this out for herself. We were trying to identify where can we put more pressure to equalize yeah, um, the transverse abdominis and kind of like spread it all out rather than overexerting, over pulling into that musculature up at that rectus core. Um, so hopefully mm. I'm not um, rambling on too much, but essentially. No, that's awesome. This is so good. Teaches you how to go deep, right? Really, really deep. Um, and so then when you go out into the world of your, your fitness labs, for me, it's aerial soaps. For you, it's like all of this other stuff with your amazing uh, muscle, uh, bodybuilding, uh, extreme extreme training. (laughs) And I'm sure you still do some dancing too these days. Um, And for so many others, you know, it could be like golfing or like basketball or whatever. Um, Like Pilates enables you to naturally understand and learn how to access those muscles so that you're not. It's like, you know, injury prevention um, and insurance for that. Would you say a lot of it starts with breath work, starts with the breath? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like the foundations of just about any school of thought with Pilates, no matter if it's a contemporary approach or very like historical classical approach, breath is where it starts. And all teachers that, you know, are well-informed are going to know that, and they're going to stick with that throughout their classes. So the exhale, especially the inhale is really important because that's where you soften, but the exhale is really important because that's where we are trained to help people exert. Right. Um, and yeah, as somebody who's, who's doing all of your crazy lifting and stuff, I'm sure, you know, you exhale when you do the hardest thing and that's because you're turning on that deep, deep core in addition to other things, I'm sure, but I'm probably yes. not. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I well, I am terrible at the softening part and the breathing yeah. in part. Like it gets stuck right here, like getting that deep belly breathing and using yeah. all of like, I mean, I could just, I was literally sitting here listening to you, like trying to like get that breath yeah. nice and deep and soften. Cause that's actually the hard part for me with what I do with like so much more. So on the strength training side is like yes. the deep breathing, softening, you know, it's like, I can exert all day, yeah. <laughs> but it's that, Absolutely. that balance. And to, yes. And I think to my knowledge, a lot of, um, a lot of training out there teaches you to push out. I think like I've lost all the breath and, um, you know, I don't know enough about that to say that it's not right, but I know for Pilates, we teach to pull in to spread out and down and to access deeply. Um, so that is what you will get. If you come to a Pilates class, especially a private session, um, like you'll get that. So good. How long, how often would you recommend someone if they were trying to get into more, um, rehab and Pilates and, um, some of this mobility work, um, how often would you recommend like someone starting out come for instruction? Yeah. Um, so I think if you've never done it before, then maybe starting out with like twice a week, three times a week, max would be good. I've, you know, taught a lot of people for the first time and it is normal to get soreness that could last up to 48 hours or more, depending on, um, you know, what you're used to. And in Pilates, you do work muscles that you don't find in other areas. A lot of the time, like, um, 
the most common areas of soreness that I have felt and instructed and had feedback on is the outer hip, like your gluteus medius, gluteus minimus, that area generally is under-targeted in most other forms of working out. So when you come to a Pilates class, we really teach you how to load that posterior chain back line of your body. And um, a lot of times people feel soreness all along their under armpit, their lower trapezius muscles um, in between their shoulder blades because we're working to improve posture, to improve spinal alignments. Um, so to continue answering your question, there's probably not like a maximum that you can do just because it's like very low impact and um, it is just so good for you. Like I have done it every day since I got injured essentially and obviously haven't looked back. I just continue to look forward. That just look <laughs> with, forward? With all, with all of the just, just what other things can we do here? Um, with your yeah. with your practice now, like how how long are you taking daily to to do Pilates yeah. practice? Um, so for all of those people who are injured out there listening to this, I'd say that if you do it, you know, after meeting with a Pilates teacher or watching a YouTube video or whatever, like every day when you wake up, put in your routine, 20 minutes, can you start with that? Um, but for the average, you know, person that is not recovering from an injury, uh, you could do it up to an hour a day. Um, I don't think that most people have more than an hour a day to work out, but if you do, (laughs) then like go for it. Um, it's definitely not going to hurt you. Yes. What's, um, for the pelvic floor people, what would be like one or two tips that you would give someone? I know it's hard when you can't put your hands on them or be in the space in the room with them, but what would be like one or two tips for someone who is trying to either like improve their pelvic floor, either strength or rehab or something like that? Like what would be like one or two kind of takeaways you would give them to probably go focus on or like YouTube? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess it's so interesting to discuss this one Hmm. I think understanding what turns on your pelvic floor and what cues to think about so I give my most successful cue that I give any woman for the most part when I'm trying to turn on that pelvic floor and transverse abdominis is imagine that you are sucking a grape up with your vagina um and that that (laughs) works I swear to god (laughs) like it is um a really good one and I definitely recommend you try it right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> trying and practicing as we say here. <laughs> or like you're sucking a straw or just something where it's like, okay, we're, we are engaging those muscles and pulling them in, in, in. That is um, such a good analogy. Great. It's working so well. Yeah. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> and for, and for men, it's obviously like different. So stopping a stream of pee, um, stopping passing gas in an elevator, those are the same muscles that uh, that we use and women too you, so can, you can use the same ones that women use but you know men use as well um oh. yes but those so are my two most successful cues for men and women alike so um understanding what your cues are and deciding to engage those muscles when you are um maybe when you think about it or, or like when you're you know lifting a big weight and you need to make sure you protect your low back um so Oh, good. So good. Well, speaking of, oh, go ahead. If you have another one. uh, I don't know. I think just if you come to a Pilates class and you ask that teacher, please talk a lot about breath today, then you'll learn a lot. And that'll be takeaway for your pelvic floor too. That'd be so good. Yeah. That's actually a really great point. Ask your teacher for pointers that you want to know more about while you're in class. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I don't, I don't ever think to do that. (laughs) So I'm always doing that. I'm like, 
today. You know, like I will, I'll forever be a student. So yes. that's my approach for sure. That's so good. We all need that approach in life forever. Be a student, always be a student, always yeah. be learning. Um, well, I wanted to ask you too, you mentioned for, um, Pilates for low back pain. You yeah. would talk more about that too. Cause I know, oh my gosh. I mean, I can speak from my own past experience with some low back pain, but my clients and just like supplementing things that would help for low back pain, like with whatever other exercise regimen people are doing would be super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it depends on the, the severity of the low back pain, but something that you cannot go wrong with is stabilizing your outer hip when you have low back pain. Um, because when your low back um, is you know injured or inflamed or overworking, the majority of the time that is associated with having weak outer hip muscles or like weaker than they should be. So um, clams, fire hydrants, kickbacks, these are all like classic Pilates work that you can start unloaded completely on your mat, just in proper form. And I swear you will feel it if you've never felt it before. Um, it'll happen there. And then slowly loading it with therabands, ankle weights, um, and then eventually getting on the reformer, putting on string tension, spring tension, and bringing your glutes to a new level of, um, of fitness and load and um, finding hip extension with that outer hip. Um, I would say bridging is really important as well when you're healing or you struggle with low back pain because it's very stabilizing for that lumbopelvic uh, girdle, um, lower back pelvic region. Um, however, as somebody that's had a herniated disc, I have found that sometimes bridging is actually really hard for me too. So to be, uh, have grace on yourself, you know, when there's something even in Pilates that doesn't feel good and to just, um, tune into your breath to understand when is my TA on, um, most effectively in these exercises, how can I work to increase that level of, uh, um, engagement in my body? And how can I translate those, that breath work and that core understanding into other places when I'm working out and I do have this low back injury. Um, so yeah, biggest answer is so good. stay in touch with your breath, listen to your body always, even if you're like the fittest person ever. And you're just like, this fitness is my image. I get it. You know, as a dancer, there's so many times I hurt myself again and again and again, just trying to overdo it. But like what I always did well was my clams. <laughs> it was my clams. <laughs> I always and came I back will, to the clam. <laughs> I always came back to my clams and I still do my clams almost every day. So, um, you yes. pretty much can't overdo the clams just like, as you increase, you know, add load, like as you get stronger, add a little more attention and resistance to those, um, those clams. <laughs> so good. I, I, I might have to set a new goal for myself to do clams more often. If you're doing clams yeah. every day, I might yeah, need to do clams do a, a little more often. I a version of clams every day. And I've got to tell you, like, you know, I'm inspired by people all the time. I'm currently teaching at a studio called Pilates People in Austin, Texas. One of the teachers there, the lead instructor, um, she does a lot of like stand on the reformer on the box and lift your leg to, out to the side with load. That's really hard for me. I do clams all the time and I am struggling with that. So it just shows you there's always a way to strengthen that outer hip in a creative way. And yeah, it, it, Pilates doesn't have to be boring. I think unfortunately it can be have this reputation of, oh, it's too easy. It's too boring. Like, absolutely not. You're working with the wrong person if you think that. So just like, um, if you're not injured and you're bored, then go find someone that's creative. That's going to like help you become a better athlete or become a better, like whatever it is that you do. 
Yes. Um, oh my gosh. I love that you say that because it's the same thing with strength training or any workout mm-hmm. routine. If it's too easy, find a way to make it more challenging or more yeah. beneficial for you. Like if you're finding it's like boring, it's like, well, you're probably not challenging yourself enough with mm-hmm. it or finding, you know, an instructor that can help challenge you more with it. Absolutely. And I love too, that you mentioned for the low back pain is something we talk about a lot is even strengthening the glutes and then the outer hip. Like that's a lot of times people have low back pain and they think it's a low back issue. And, you know, sometimes it is, but it's yeah. often, uh, starting from somewhere like above or below and like the glutes being so weak or needing yes. that help. Definitely. So like, and there's never any hurt in trigger point therapy and like getting a good massage ball and just relaxing your glutes before you do anything. If you're feeling really tense, like another thing I've, I've figured out as a Pilates instructor over time, when my clients come in and they feel different ways, sometimes they feel really tense and they just need to, you know, move through some of that tension first, whether that's with a massage ball on the mat, or it's like with traction, um, which is a way of pressing your spine into a nice lengthened state, um, et cetera. Like people, um, long story short, low back tension or tension somewhere else. Sometimes you do need to mobilize quite a bit before you can start stabilizing through all of the clams and all the other things. Um, so that shouldn't be underlooked either. Or overlooked. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go add in my clams. That's, that's (laughs) happening. It's (laughs) clients. If you all see clams in all of your workouts going forward, (laughs) you know why after. (laughs) No, so, so good. Well, what would be like, um, you know, even just to wrap it up, what would be something like for anyone starting out, like literally if they were, they want to go practice or start a Pilates practice themselves or incorporate that into their routine, what should they go do today? What should um, they go? You know, I wish that I had a more fully developed YouTube channel so I could send you to all my yeah. resources. Unfortunately, I'm like a single person uh, machine over here. <laughs> as I'm sure you completely understand what that's one man like. show in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is not necessarily the case. However, there are loads of really, really good and talented Pilates instructors online that you can just take one free class with. And if you decide that that was helpful and beneficial to you, then you can look into a local studio. Definitely. Um, if you are in any way interested in working with me, you can absolutely email me, reach out to me. I'd love to set up a private session with you. My specialty is 100% in uh, low back pain and um, creativity, generally speaking, pelvic floor. I know a lot about as well. So I'm here virtually if you don't happen to live in Austin, Texas. Oh, so good. Um, oh, I was going to ask you that. I was going to say if you're in Austin, <laughs> go definitely go hit her up, but you do virtual too. Yeah, I do virtual, Matt. I mean, I could do reformer if you have a reformer, but <laughs> most people don't, especially if you're just listening to this. So um, definitely, definitely so would love to hear from any of you. And um, what else? Um, yeah, and you have get yourself a mat, get yourself a TheraBand. I travel everywhere with a TheraBand and a peanut massage ball and a mat. And that is where, how it all happens. <laughs> what, what did you, what did you call it? A peanut, what? Uh, peanut massage ball. Um, peanut double massage ball. ball. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, oh, now I do. Double, okay. Yeah. Double lacrosse yes. ball. And I love it because it's fabulous for spinal um, release. And I mean, everything else, but it's really good for your like erector spine, those muscles along your spine. 
So, so good. So good. Yes. Well, and Jen also has a freebie. I was like, talk about one man show in it. You got your guides and your resources, girl. So I'm going to, I'm going to link that in the show notes. Yes. I'm going to link it. Cause um, that was your, it's a 10 minute go-to Pilates sequence, right? Yes. 10 minute go-to. This one is special y'all because I actually filmed it in Melbourne, Australia. When I was there teaching for a few months this past uh, spring, I was there autumn, but our spring. So definitely go check that out. If you'd like, if it's uh, great for the low back pain, that's kind of how I advertised it, but anybody can do it. Uh, the day that okay. I filmed it, I was actually having a back flare. So I decided to film <laughs> a Pilates sequence and just make, make content out of the, the time that I was having. But, um, so good. That, that's- yeah. That's how the best people do it. You know, make content out of your real life. Like you're having low back pain and you do your 10 minute Pilates sequence. (laughs) Yes. Record it. Record it. Help others when you don't feel good. You know, it's one way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. So good. Is there anything else you want to add or anything else you'd share with everyone? This has been so helpful. Thanks. Um, just that in my future career, I'm really looking at ways to combine the aerial silks art with Pilates, and I'm in no way ready to completely unveil what exactly that's going to look like. But if you are interested in that kind of creative space, um, you're you've looked at you know aerial silks before, and you're like, wow, I wish I could try that, and you want to give it a go in a safe environment. Definitely follow me and I will, within the next year of studying at London Metropolitan University, be researching all of these ideas they have and would just absolutely love to stay connected with anyone who's interested. Where can they find you? Where can everyone follow you? Um, Yes, you can follow me at Jen, J-E-N underscore N, play on my name, underscore motion. Um, And then my website is Jen, uh, J-E-N-N dash N-I-N dash motion where I have all my, all my stuff, um, you know, Pilates info. I also travel with my Yorkie Kushila. So that blog is on there <laughs> and, um, yes. yeah, just any other way that you'd like to stay connected or work together or, um, yeah, I, yes. I would love I- to. Fantastic. I will. Um, I will also leave those in the show notes too. Cause I know it's going to oh. be a mouthful too. So I'll leave those in the show notes. Uh, everyone can yeah. follow you. Um, and Sheila, I think, I, I think I heard Sheila at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. So was that her? Yeah. <laughs> that was a famous no? Sheila Rue named after the Australian accent. Sheila, oh. who couldn't go to Australia because it's very multiple reasons. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, she's, she's my companion. She's, a, she'll appear in multiple videos of the future for sure. Sheila. So cute. So Definitely. cute. Well, thank you so much, Jen. This has been so helpful for myself personally. So I'm sure yeah. it'll be helpful for others too. And you're a rock star. I can't say, wait to see what all you're going to do. Like, in the next coming years. I'm very excited for you. I appreciate the opportunity and talking to you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the muscle makeover. I hope you're getting so much value out of it. If you enjoyed the show, please rate review and share this podcast so we can reach more people and impact more lives. Also take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to your stories and tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have a question or comment about the show, feel free to message me. My social media handles are in the show notes. Make it an amazing day, you guys. And remember, you are loved and you are worthy just as you are.